Hello, and welcome to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast, part of the SB Nation family. I'm your host, Brendan Ertel, and you can find my Saints articles on Canal Street Chronicles as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Brendan underscore Ertel. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Huda, and welcome back to a new episode of the Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host today, Brendan Ertel. The New Orleans Saints beat the Tennessee Titans 38-28 and improved to 12-3 on the season. They continue their hot streak on the white-on-white uniforms. They are currently undefeated in all-white. The Saints marched into Tennessee, a playoff atmosphere type of game, and they came out with a win. It wasn't a beautiful win. It was kind of an ugly win, but any road win... Any team would take. Before the season, people saying Drew Brees falling off the wagon, his arm strength is getting a little weaker. I've had lots of people hit me up on Twitter and say, like, what do you think about Drew Brees? Well, the past three games, he's thrown for 12 touchdowns and zero interceptions. Today, he was 27 for 38, 279 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah, he's getting real old. His arm strength's really decreasing. Mm hmm. It is not. Michael Thomas had 12 receptions for 136 yards and a touchdown. Alvin Kamara, he had had maybe his best game since week three this season. He had 11 carries for 80 yards. He finally found the end zone. First time since week three, he had two touchdowns today and a long run of 40 yards. Another player I want to bring up is Chauncey Garner-Johnson. He's a player who just keeps getting brought up each and every single week, and his play is getting better each and every single week. I mean... How many times do we see Chauncey in the backfield just blowing up plays? And we, we've seen numerous times this season where he's delivered big hits, big plays. Today he delivered maybe the game-winning play. Titans were moving in, trying to close in on this game, and Chauncey Garner-Johnson threw this huge hit and just knocked out the receiver. He forced fumble and, t- and recovered the fumble and took it right into Saints territory and kind of ice this game for the Saints. His play is just improving each and every single week. And with Von Bell and Marcus Williams also being out later in this game, he's getting more and more snaps. And I think he could come into a real start into this league. His play is just getting better each and every single week. I'm going to bring up Demario Davis, maybe the biggest Pro Bowl snub on the Saints. He's had one of the best years, linebackers alone, NFC, AFC. He's been phenomenal. He had 11 tackles, one pass defense, and a quarterback sack. He's up to 109 tackles for the Saints. And just remember this. He was a free agent that kind of nobody really wanted. They're like, okay, we don't really want to pay this guy 4 or $5 million. He is turning into one of the better linebackers in this league. The Saints defense had a total of five sacks. It wasn't their best day. They gave up some big plays, but five sacks that did help the team get off the field. Deontay Harris, player of the game. He had 171 yards in return yards, and the Titans even had to squib kick it the last time they kicked off because they were like, screw it, we don't want to kick this guy anymore because every single time he's getting to the 35-plus, every time. He could have had 
two three touchdowns in this game. There was just a few times where he just barely got tripped up. I mean, he's an undrafted free agent, Pro Bowl first year. I think he should be all pro. I don't know if there's a kick returner in the league better than him. Try to name a player that the, the kickoff team loader has to squib, squib kick it and give the Saints 30 yards every time because they don't want the kick returner potentially to take it out for 40-plus more for a touchdown. He's had a great year, great find for the Saints. He's even, he's even getting some offensive snaps. I think they can incorporate him a little bit more into the offense, but he's found his groove with this team. He just needs to hold on to that football more. Coughlin up today and fell on it, but he's having a phenomenal year. Let's get right into the breakdown of this game. It was an ugly win. It was a very ugly win. They started off very slow. They started off down 0-14, giving up big plays to John U. Smith and an end around to A.J. Brown. It seemed like everything was going the Titans' way. The offense wasn't clicking on any time, any kind of cylinders. Breeze found Thomas early on, but they couldn't really complete a drive. They were getting sacked. It just was super ugly. Defense was giving up big plays. They couldn't get off the field. Another thing, the penalties. They had 11 penalties for 70 yards. That's way too many. That's the fifth time this season they've had at least 11 penalties. That's been the struggle for this team. They're hurting themselves. They're ending their own drives and extending the opposing team drives. They really need to cut those down coming into the playoffs. At the end of the day, the defense made just enough plays. They made just enough plays to find a way to win on the road. They gave up 28 points. Not their best performance for sure, but given the circumstances on the road against the Tennessee Titans who are desperate for a for a win. Not to even mention they were they were pretty weak on on defense with injuries. Eli Apple left pretty early in the game after the AJ Brown and around touchdown. He didn't ever come back. They had they were forced but Patrick Robinson on the outside and Marcus Williams ended up leaving with a quad injury. He didn't come back. So that left P Rob and the newly signed Janora Shinkins who hasn't even been on the team for a week. To step in and try to win this football game. And P-Rob made multiple plays. He made multiple plays in the backfield. Stopping Deion Lewis in the backfield. And he actually had the game winning PBU to end this thing. So it's good to see Patrick Robinson back out there making plays. Junior Strinkins got a little bit of exposure. He got definitely got a lot more snaps than we all thought. Maybe more on coming with Eli Apple potentially being out. We don't know what his circumstances are, but we will see about Eli and Marcus. But Eli and Marcus definitely are so important to this team. It'll be very important to have Eli and Marcus Williams back because P.J. Williams actually for a little bit was in at free safety, and we're like, oh, my gosh, like this is terrible. And J.T. Gray was also in at safety. They were they were lucky that they're deep at safety, or they would have had a – I don't even know who they would have put in if another guy went down. They would have had to put a linebacker out there. But they're looking to get healthy again. They might get Vaughn Bell back next week. Honestly, I would just sit him. Just keep these players healthy for the playoffs. If Eli and Marcus aren't ready to go, just just sit him. We'll be good. P. Robin Jenkins will hold down the fort. Kiko Alonzo and Andrews Pete could also return too. We also don't want to say us about Larry Warford, but we're playing next week a declining Carolina Panthers team. They were on such a high at one point this year. They were 5-2. and two. And that's just kind of fallen off. Will Greer is in at quarterback for them. And it looks like they've lost all hope of this season. They just aren't playing well. The Saints just seem to need an easy win against Carolina. They need to take care of business there. One of the biggest elephants in the room, I mentioned this last week, was Alvin Kamara. Well, we he finally had that Alvin Kamara game that we all remember. Earlier on, it seemed like, eh, it's just another 
average Kamara game, but he said in the post-game press conference he actually feels healthy and he's feeling better on the field. Earlier on, he had like a, a little out route that he stepped out pretty early. He had maybe five, six yards of running room, and he, he thought someone was pressed on him. And Drew and the offensive line were visibly not happy with him. But he ended up having a pretty good game. He had over 110 total yards. He had two touchdowns, which is big for him. We're used to seeing these Alvin Kamara two-touchdowns game, multiple touchdowns game. He broke out a few runs. We need this Kamara in the playoffs. We really do. And we also need Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray had a few carries every once in a while, but he definitely needs to be more involved in this game plan. If Alvin can keep playing how he's playing, that will elevate Latavius Murray's game as well. The biggest storyline of the game, Michael Thomas breaking the single-season receiving record on his touchdown catch, he, that that touchdown put him at 145. Marvin Harrison was 144. He needed 11 catches today to tie the record and 12 to break it. I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to do it today, but of course, Michael Thomas, we know our Michael Thomas, he did it. He has 145 receptions this year for 1,688 yards and 9 touchdowns. The next wide receiver on the list is 355 yards behind him. Think about that for just a second. Michael Thomas has the most yards in the NFL. The second most is 355 yards less. I don't even think there's any conversation that he's the best wide receiver in football right now. He, of course, leads the NFL in receptions with 145, but the next, at number two, has 36 receptions less than him. 36 receptions less than him. Think about that. That's crazy. He's leading these categories, and it's not even close. Some of these players, it would take three, four games to catch up to him. He's having maybe the best wide receiver season we've ever ha- we've ever even seen. He's closing in on Calvin Johnson's receiving record. It'd be extremely hard to break that. But the, re- the overall year that he's had, he literally is unstoppable. You literally can't guard Mike, and you can't. there's just no way to stop it. I... I there's not much I can say. This is the best wide receiver I've ever seen play. No question right now. He's the best receiver in football. If if you if you have an argument against that, please hit me up on Twitter. I'd love to I'd love to go against you with that because I think he's playing the highest level and it's not even close right now. He should be considered as an all-pro, no question, but he should definitely be in the MVP conversation. It should be Lamar Jackson and Michael Thomas because this might be one of the best wide receiver seasons ever. Write it down. Colin Cowher, we're talking to you. He tweeted out mid-first quarter, Saints are done. They're down 0-14. Change the channel. He deleted the tweet. Keep coming at us. Bottom line, they went onto the road. They needed to win out. They found a way to win. That's it. It doesn't matter how they did it. It doesn't matter who who did what, but they found a way to win. Not to mention Jared Cook also having a great second half of his season. He had two touchdowns today. This offense is really starting to emerge. Like I said last week, if they can keep up this play into the playoffs, they're peaking at the right time. They did have a rough first and second quarter, but they started to turn on. If they can always be turned on like that, man... I don't know who stops this team. If the defense can get healthy and the offense keeps playing how it's playing, I don't think this team can be stopped. Now that the Saints are 12-3 and with one game remaining this season, I know everyone's not worried about the, this game anymore. They're worried about where the Saints are seated and the confusion behind it. I'm going to be honest. Last week, I was confused. I was trying to figure it out. I was confused. 
the Seattle Seahawks actually lost to the Arizona Cardinals. Everyone was kind of rooting for the Seahawks because they wanted to, that tie in the NFC West and the Seahawks being 13-3 and and the Saints being 13-3 and and the Saints would flip the Seahawks. But this actually, the way the, the game's played out today, this actually helped the Saints because they can end up with the first or second seed in different ways now. One, a Green Bay loss or tie, the Saints can move up to one or two. Two, the Seahawks beat the 49ers next week. The Saints, if one of these two things happen, the Saints either have the first or second seed guaranteed. So tomorrow on Monday night, we need to be rooting hard for the Vikings to beat the Packers because next week they play the Lions. Probably win that game. It'll be less likely for the less likely for the Packers to lose that game. But also the other scenario, if Seattle beats the 49ers, the Saints will be the one or two seed. So first of all, before this weekend, we needed both of those things to happen for the Saints to get the one or two seed. Now, either or can help the Saints be one or two. So Saints are in great position. The Saints need to beat the Carolina Panthers next week, take care of business. They also need a little bit of help. Saturday, we were voting for the Los Angeles Rams. It felt weird. I didn't like doing it. But this weekend, we need to vote for the Minnesota Vikings. We need to be cheering hard because this game means a ton. The Vikings can actually win their division if they win out. So, lots of playoff implications left on Monday night. The blown call, the Minnesota miracle, we got to put that in our past. The Rams are eliminated. The Vikings, they need to clutch through in this one for us. If not, the, Se- Se- the Seahawks need to beat the 49ers. It's very plausible. We just need to control what we can control. If the Saints are stuck with the three seed, I think they can go on the road like they proved today. We need to keep saying this. People keep bringing up the past. The Saints, this Saints team is built to win on the road. If they have to travel to Green Bay, to San Francisco, I'm confident they can still win. Most important thing for the Saints is to get that bye and go into the Dome and have that Dome field advantage. Again, I'm Brennan Ertle at Brennan underscore Ertle on Twitter. Hit me up if you guys have any questions or you want to talk or anything if you have any questions for the show i appreciate you guys tuning in i always appreciate the love you can check out my articles at canal street chronicles as well and i'll be checking in with you guys later in the week to previewing the carolina panthers game and how the playoff seating is looks then who dat